0: Article Seven, Faith is the victory that overcomes the world, by Pastor Dan Gaiman. About two thousand years ago, the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle John, in about eighty ninety, to pen these words from First, Second, and Third John, among which specifically are these from First John chapter five, verses four through five. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Rejoice in knowing that because Jesus Christ bought and paid for you by the price of his blood, Jesus Christ will never lose you. John 10.28 says that you can never perish for eternity or be lost. Everyone that believes in his heart that Jesus Christ is the eternal incarnate Son of God and that he was crucified and rose from the dead must also know this. By grace alone, through faith alone, through Christ alone, by scripture alone, and to the glory of God alone, we are called, quickened from spiritual death, and are saved. This salvation is sealed by the outward and visible sign of baptism for the remission of sins from Acts 2.38. By our belief and baptism, we put on Jesus Christ and are joined to him through the Holy Spirit. We are baptized into the body of Jesus Christ, his ecclesia, his church. And Jesus is the head of the church and the savior of the body. He reigns as king in heaven and will return to sit upon his throne on this earth. For the first three centuries, Christian men, women, and children were willing to become martyrs rather than deny their faith. These devout Israelites would choose death rather than kneel and say that Caesar is Lord. God has reserved a special place in his kingdom for those fearless men and women who were thrown to the lions to entertain the brutal, fanatic Roman despots rather than violate their conscience. The Romans despised the early Christians and considered them a threat to the empire. They also believed that their polytheistic gods were essential to maintaining order among the Roman masses. And that the Christian belief in one supreme God threatened the future of Roman rule. Psychopathic rulers always need a scapegoat when things go badly. The Romans were no exception. Mega-Republicans are the scapegoat for the Marxist left in the U.S. Eleven Roman emperors were considered especially brutal to the early Christians. Nero, from AD 37 to 68, was the worst and most well-known of the psychopathic Caesars. Vespasian, from 69 to 79, destroyed the temple in Jerusalem in AD 70 and waged war in Britain and Bavaria. Trajan, from 98 to 117, persecuted the Christians continually and expanded the Roman Empire more than any ruler had since Caesar Augustus. Hadrian, from 117 to 138, persecuted Christians, built a wall in Britain, and decimated the Judeans of Jerusalem in AD 135 in the Par Kokhba revolt. Marcus Aurelius, from 161 to 180, was famous for being the Stoic philosopher-warrior and was featured in the 2000 movie Gladiator by Richard Harris. While he was not directly connected with persecution of Christians, he did nothing to stop the bloodbath in other parts of the Roman Empire. Maximinus the Thracian, from 235 to 238, persecuted Christians and is named by church historian Eusebius for his war against Christian believers. Decius, from 249 to 251, decided that all Christians must pay homage to the Roman gods or face death. Carnage under his reign was so bad that it has a name the Decian persecution. Valerian, from 253 to 260, was a tyrant who waged war against the Persians. His reign of terror witnessed horrendous persecution of Christians. Diocletian, from 284 to 305, instigated the great persecution of Christians in the far-flung areas of the Roman Empire. This tyrant ran what most believe was the bloodiest reign against the Christians in ancient Rome. Constantius, early 4th century, ruled in the West, and married to St. Helena, who founded the True Cross in the Holy Land. He was the father of Constantine the Great. Constantine issued the Edict of Milan and finally established tolerance for Christianity. Early in the 4th century, Galerius, in the East, waged an outright war against Christians. Finally, however, the Edict of Milan ended the nearly three centuries of persecution. As you can see, for almost 300 years, the blood of martyrs soaked the soil of the Roman Empire. Space does not allow a full accounting of the courageous Christians who gave their lives rather than surrender their faith and worship at the feet of a tyrant. These people faced the incredible odds of war, famine, plague, disease, and every hostile and alien spirit, demon, devil, principality, power, might, and dominion that Satan and his minions could throw at them. In Hebrews 11, especially verses 33-40, through 40, the Holy Spirit inspired St. Paul to give a detailed account of the price many Christians paid in the first century. At sundry times in history, the cost of being a Christian has been more than severe. These valiant believers were overcoming conquerors indeed. From Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, By the blood of the Lamb, and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. The bottom line for Christians is this. It is better to fear God than to bow before a tyrant and violate one's own conscience. The believer must obey God rather than man. When government commands a Christian to do something that God forbids, or else forbids a believer from doing something that God commands, then it is God rather than the tyrant that must be obeyed. We're beginning to notice how persecution of large classes of people has begun in America. Beginning in 2016, when the Marxist left began to brand people who voted for Donald Trump as deplorables—now, our label has advanced to include domestic terrorists, white supremacists, MAGA Republican radicals, and other such epitaphs—millions of the people who resisted the lockdown refused to wear face masks and practiced social distancing defied the closing of churches and insisted that only the elderly and those with compromised health conditions should be quarantined. These people were ridiculed and persecuted in the national news media. We who refuse the jab are classified as belonging to the pandemic of the unvaccinated. What a farce. Millions of Americans have come to believe that the entire pandemic was a sham to reduce the world's population and that another pandemic and new experimental vaccine will soon be rolled out. The push for green energy and electric cars, combined with the reduction of fossil fuel use, food production, and the war in Ukraine, are all part of the COVID-19 reset for global government. Millions of Americans no longer depend on the legacy media for news. People have become much more informed and are a whole lot wiser than they were in 2020. Pray for the multitude of people who deeply regret taking that jab. This population will be much more prepared and hardened in their resistance to not only another lockdown, but any attempt at another mandated experimental vaccination. The rules issued by national, state, and county health departments beginning in March 2020 were not statutory law, and are unenforceable in the court of law. Now we all should be we should know that God fearing Americans rightly resisted these non statutory rules that the public health and safety bureaucrats in government tried so hard to enforce. Thus, a future lockdown or rollout of another experimental injection will find far more resistance than we saw in the first pandemic, where fear and force were major elements. Christian soldiers, remember this faith is the victory that overcomes the world. You are not an overcomer unless you have overcome something. In the fear of God, and with overcoming faith in Jesus Christ, believers will be victorious in life or in death.